now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Brandy, and Miranda. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 744, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. If you're looking to book a trip, we would be glad to help. Just text Brandy, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497 or email us at yourstorytravel.com and we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. So I've decided after the last few weeks of all the crazy, and actually I think it's been over a month, we need a new segment called Say It Isn't So. I like that name. <laughs> because I read these articles and I'm like, are you kidding? Where where do these people come from? Um, anyways, so the story, this one starts in Disneyland Paris. Um, we all want to live at Disney. We talk about it all the time. We want it to be our home, but this story takes it to a whole new level. So people go to Disneyland Paris. Actually, uh, Stephanie and I both had former parents that were there. We're hoping to get an interview with them um, so that we can hear all about it. But their pictures were amazing. So they go there to see Sleeping Beauty's castle because it's apparently stunning, more than pictures can show. The Avengers Campus guests can join forces with the favorite superheroes. The Marvel Cinematic Universe allows you to see characters like Loki and Captain America and Hawkeye, the Scarlet Witch, Miss Marvel, and there were too many more for me to keep listing for you guys. So the guests become exhausted and apparently they've had a little bit of a heat wave there this year as Missouri has. And so people have been exhausted. We all know when you get tired and hot and exhausted, you get a little cranky. So this one guest member climbed the fence and decided it was time for a nap. And he didn't just lay on the grass by himself. No, he brought a pillow with him to lay down on the grass and took a nap. Now, um, a Twitter user, DLP Guest Show, posted a picture of this guy just taking a little rest, laying on his pillow, showing he was exhausted after his day at Disneyland Paris. Apparently though, it's not the first time. Disneyland Paris guests are infamous for taking liberties and doing as they please. So should we be blaming the Parisian people for these crazy rule-breaking things all over the country? I don't know, but is that not crazy? Took his own pillow? Yes, he had a pillow. Like, where did he get a pillow from? Well, they don't stop you from bringing that kind of stuff in unless they had a gun in it. I mean... But, like, you really wanted to lug around a pillow with you (laughs) at the park all day? Just... I bet he stole it from his kid's stroller. (laughs) (laughs) Probably for a child, and he took it. (laughs) You need to Google it, because it's just hilarious. This man, like, in the fetal position, laying on his pillow in the grass. Well, I always laugh at people when they're, like laying down not like you know sitting up and taking a little right. a little siesta but like when they take the park bench and they just lay <laughs> all their glory just like totally passed out and you're like you're a grown-up come on pull it together <laughs> this weekend um the pool water that it comes like a springs you know that's where the or i think it's called I can't think of the name of the pool. Anyway, it's supposed to be like spring water going into the pool and it goes over the rocks. Well, there's a big rock before it goes in the pool. These two little girls, they probably were seven or eight. They just laid themselves straight across it 
and went to sleep. They took a, they took a little snooze, but it was perfect because they were in the sun, but the water was running underneath them into the pool. I was like, well, this is the way to live, people. Brilliant. Now, there's nothing wrong with the next to the pool nap. However, <laughs> in the middle of the garden, in the middle of Disneyland Paris, not okay. Not okay, people. That's an expensive nap. No kidding. All right, so here, how about a juicy rumor segment as well being added? This one comes out of Disneyland, um, and it's about the magic key passes. Do you think that they might be a thing of the past? So the reason I say this is since they changed the annual passes to the Magic Key program, there seems to be one problem after another from the pricing to the availability and even some false advertising. Sales for all tiers of the Magic Key program were halted on May 31st of 2022. The two highest keys were sold out in November of 2021. So with all of this going on and Disney not really addressing it, that's when the rumors start. And guests have started to wonder if maybe when they return, the top two tiers aren't gonna be allowed to renew. Of course, this is a rumor. We are not here reporting that that is the case, but we're gonna have to wait and find out. And of course, as always, when we do find out, we will let you know. That's just odd. Like, I feel like they're doing lots of stuff like that anymore. Like where you just see something like that doesn't work quite right and you don't know why and they aren't fixing it. It makes you wonder like, who's not doing their job? (sighs) Well, also it is significantly cheaper as we all know, which is why, well, I have one customer actually. She goes a minimum of four times a year and she tries to go to the races. All the, this one race totally snuck up on her and she missed Like they didn't get an email, you know, like usually run Disney, if you've done them before, they send you an email saying it's coming time to register for the next race, blah, blah, blah. They kind of, I felt like, and and they talked about this on on a vlog that I saw too. It kind of went under the radar. And so some people did miss it. And then some people didn't miss it, but they were online for so long and then never got in. Anyways, I say all that to say she goes so many times that she finally decided to buy a pass. Um, But as you know, if you use your pass appropriately, you definitely get your money's worth. But Disney's not getting their money's worth out of that. And so I'm wondering, is this could this be true? Disneyland is such a locals park too. I'm wondering if they just limited the amount of, you know, passes and they're just still sold out. I have no idea. It's bizarre. I don't either, but you can't even buy them at Disney World right now and no offense. There's enough people that go there more than Disneyland because obviously it's bigger. Why can't you have those passes? You're still making money, people. They're not selling them to like new customers, right? Like you can only buy it if you're a returning AP holder and no new AP holders can can exist. Correct. They started selling them a little while. I can't remember what month last year until November. And then all of a sudden they cut it off again. And it's only to people that are renewing. Very bizarre. All right. Well, let's let's keep with the trend of wondering what the heck's going on at Disney. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> we keep wondering when Tron's going to open in the Magic Kingdom. Um, guests have watched as they keep testing the ride over and over, and everyone gets excited at the thought of riding it. It was originally supposed to open on October first, twenty one, for the fiftieth. Unfortunately, we're now looking at sometime in twenty three before this ride will be open to the public. Um, Monday, August first, the Tomorrow Light and Power Company. The guests, the store the guests walk through when exiting Space Mountain will close for an extended period of time. 
Guests are wondering if this building is that is setting between Tron and Space Mountain will become part of the Tron ride or have something to do with it. Of course, Disney remains tight-lipped about the whole situation. Thoughts? My thought is I'm really angry because I was really hoping for for it to be open when we went for our October trip. Mm -hmm. Yep. I was still like holding my breath thinking it'll be open by then. I just feel like they're milking it. So that means definitely it will have taken longer to build and open Tron than the Magic Kingdom in 1971. Yeah. Wow. Do you think that this is just because of supply, like them not being able to get stuff in? Or do you think this is sort of intentional, like a, oh, you know what? We have so many people booking trips because they they think that Tron will be open and you have to book your trip so far in advance, but then you're excited for your trip so you don't want to cancel it because it's not open, so you're going to get you to go twice. Like, is this a ploy or is this like a legit, we weren't able to get our supplies in, sorry. I think this is a Josh Diamaro problem, but if I go down that rabbit hole, we're going to be here for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Miranda, and I think it's a marketing thing. Ridiculous. That makes me angry. You don't get, especially kids your kids' ages, let's get a six and a three-year-old all excited and start to count down and then find out it's not going to open, and then you can't say to them, we're not going because mommy and daddy can't ride Tron because they're all excited about riding the teacups or Small World or anything that they can ride is open, and this way they can get two trips out of you. Yeah, that's wrong. I mean, we don't know that for sure. That's all speculation, but... It wouldn't surprise me at all. No. With the way things are going at Disney right now, it would not surprise me at all. Well, I was really shocked that they opened Remy's and Guardians of the Galaxy so close together. Honestly, I was thinking for a while they were going to try to milk the Guardian, like make them wait until October to do Guardian. So they had a full year of doing Remy's, but I was wrong. But still at Epcot, there's been complaints of not enough rides there for a long time. True. So I don't know. I, I feel like if they're really trying to milk it, like I guess I, if you're the kind of Disney people that are that I get excited just about one ride at Disney you're a you're a multi-tripper family anyway you know you're not gonna I mean people that are one and done like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity they're not gonna go back in two years just because a new ride opened true like I mean I think they all know that they've got us like <laughs> just accept they have us and we might be annoyed but we're always gonna go back for something well I love that Stephanie's kids loved Epcot so much yeah because it was just so sweet to see how excited that well the um, you guys didn't get to see the but the snapchat she sent me of teddy telling his how he rode on uh test track was adorable and i was just like this is great we need to capture this for the show unfortunately it didn't work he didn't tell it the same way on the show but it still was cute either way we actually listened to that show today in the car oh did you and they both sat there with their hands over their mouth like Oh my gosh, I'm, on, I'm the on the radio. It was so cute. And then Teddy kept saying, I don't think I want to be there, mom. And I'm like, we don't want to be where? He's like, I don't want to be on the radio. I want to be here in the car with you. <laughs> and you're like, okay. You are in the car with me, honey. Oh, he was so confused at how he could be in two places at once. It's amazing. You are amazing. All right. So we have some sad news to share with you guys, um, especially for those of us that love the 1989 movie, The Little Mermaid. So the woman, Pat Carroll, that voiced Ursula in the animated film passed away at the age of 95 on 
July 31st. Not gonna lie, I did cry a little when I saw that news. Sorry, wasn't trying to make, <laughs> I wasn't trying to make you cry. It wasn't I, you, no. I saw it yesterday and I was like, oh no. Yeah. Um, but she passed away in her home in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Besides the iconic voice of Ursula, Pat Carroll worked on the um, Jimmy Durant show, the Danny Thomas show, Laverne and Shirley, ER, and many more. Carroll won an, Academy, an Emmy Award for her work on Sid Caesar's house in 1956 and became a regular on the sitcom Make Room for Daddy from 1961 to 1964. Our thoughts and prayers go out to Pat Carroll's family. Thank you so much for the memories. Hmm. I had no idea that she was that old because Brad told me yesterday morning. Um, again, listeners, we record on Monday nights. If you didn't know that, I just blew that for you. It's not live. Um, but he told me that she passed away. He goes, she was 95. And I'm like, this can't be the person that I'm thinking of. But then I saw her and I'm like, oh, that is the person I was thinking of. I had no idea she was 95. Now, I'm not saying she looked like a model or anything, but she looked pretty good for 95. Um Keep in mind a lot of these shows, you guys were either not born or probably don't remember. I don't know the Jimmy Durante show at all. I've heard of it, but I don't know it. But my mom watched a lot of leftovers, on, I mean leftovers, run reruns on Nickelodeon when it first came out. So Danny Thomas show and Make Room for Daddy were both on that show. And then Laverne and Shirley were a part of my earlier childhood. And ER was fabulous too. And I do remember her on there. She was someone's aunt, but I can't remember who, what character she was, but... Yeah. She seemed like a really funny lady. Yeah. Like just a little spitfire. That's what the character was. I think she was supposed to be a one and done on ER. And I think that's why she got to stay because the little character just like, kind of like Urkel on Family Matters or whatever. They put somebody in and then they're like, wow, this is a really good thing for the show. I'm leaving this person on. So yeah. Well, I can't go on without telling you that I have another say it isn't so. And I swear I didn't do this on purpose. It's just when I was researching, it came up and it was my turn to talk again. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So guests have been repeatedly spotted walking through the Disney World without shoes on. Now, keep in mind, there has been a large amount of flooding at the Magic Kingdom and others. And we've been talking about that. And we told you that someone dipped their foot in Slash Mountain. And there was a lady a couple weeks ago that dipped her feet in Gaston's Fountain for whatever stinky reason she wanted to do that. Well, apparently, TikTok is asking people to post their piggies in the water at Disney World. Now, I haven't seen this one and I didn't go searching for it because I was just angry and I didn't want to because I'm like, you people are getting us in trouble. This is why rules are, you know, not supposed to break rules, but anyways. Um, so this week, someone posted their piggies or their tired dogs, because there was two of them, two TikTok users, posted their feet being in the water at It's a Small World in Disneyland. And then guests were seen on TikTok shoeless at the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and Hollywood Studios this week during torrential downpours. Please, I'm asking you, TikTok people, there's a dress code. <laughs> Please and thank you. Don't dare people to do stuff, because obviously they're going to do them. I just don't understand. Annie, and then I was going to say that last week, Stephanie even read the dress code to us in case people were listening that needed to know that. If you did not hear the rules, I'm sure you could go back and listen to episode 742. Stephanie pleasantly telling you the nice rules of what you should just do. a little reminder there. I mean, TikTok is fun, but it, there's some bad ideas on there. <laughs> Come on, people. It was fun when people were doing dance challenges and stuff like that. That's a fun challenge. Or get your mom and dad to dance with you or do a goofy trick or something. Uh, the tortilla challenge is pretty funny. I didn't see that one. 
There, there was a tortilla on my deck yesterday when I left a 13, <laughs> a 12-year-old, and a 10-year-old for a few moments. And I was like, really? Why? It's where you, you slap somebody in the face with a tortilla. But that sounds painful, too. You can't really hit that hard with a burrito shell, oh, I okay. promise. They're soft. Okay. Like, soft shells. Like, you just, like... It's supposed to look goofy when you do it. Like, I think it would be fun, you know, how when they flock somebody's yard with a bunch of flamingos. That would be a fun TikTok. Everybody, like, dancing when they're putting the flamingos in the yard, dancing, dancing, and then get footage of the people after they see the flamingos in the yard. Those are the kind of funny things that I don't really think are causing damage or anything, but just intentionally breaking rules, I think, is stupid. I'm sorry. You're putting it online for everyone to see, so Disney's going to find you. If they find you, you're banned from the park. It's not smart. Come on, people. Be smarter. Yeah, I mean, if you have to take your shoes off because, like, you're walking through, like, you know how sometimes it'll flash flood through the park and you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my sandals. Like, they're going to come off of my feet. Like, or you're so wet. You just, like, I have to take them off to change them. And you leave your feet out, you know, your feet out for a few minutes while you're walking to the park bench. Like, I really don't care about that. But when you dip your feet into, like, the ride stuff, that's dangerous. And you're going to get the ride stopped and shut down and just ruin everybody else's day. So don't do that. And you could get hurt. (laughs) Yeah. And not to mention, I mean, you don't know what's in that water. Like, ew. Gross, gross, gross. We're just asking nicely. Just no bad idea. Just be a, be a rule follower, please. How about that? Let's give that a try. Stephanie has a fun story. Yes, let's do some good news, okay? Some good news over at our Magic Kingdom in Orlando. Two years, folks. It has been two years since the Harmony Barbershop on Main Street has been open. And that has now changed. They are finally going, um, they they have finally reopened. They were kind of afraid that it was going to be like closed for forever. <laughs> we're like, what's happening? Why are you not opening it back up? But it's, it's, it's open guys. This past Sunday, July 31st, the barbershop opened for guests. Reservations are booked from the 31st to August 8th. Tim Tracker, the YouTuber, had an appointment for his son, Jackson, and the lady who was cutting his hair gave him a little Mickey spinning toy while she was trimming his hair um, to kind of keep him distracted. And then she even demonstrated what she was gonna do to Jackson on the Mickey toy to make him feel more at ease with his haircut. So they're really good over there. She was singing to Jackson and then everything that she would do to him, she would do to Mickey first so that she could prepare him and make him feel more comfortable. He was the first haircut on reopening day and the Dapper Dams came and gave him a special song. They also gave Jackson a card that says he is an honorary member of the Dapper Dams. Tinkerbell flew in and sprinkled Jackson with pixie, uh, pixie dust. She was so fast that he didn't even see her. It's just, it's a really great place to take your child for their very first haircut. And in true Disney fashion, a child's haircut price is gonna start at $20. And if you want the My First Haircut price is going to start at $28. That probably has like, you know, a certificate and a little baggie for your hair. The adult pricing starts at $21. And um, if you, oh, if you do get that My First Haircut, then they're going to take pictures and the child gets a set of Mickey ears that say My First Haircut. They also cut beards that I found out after I did this. Uh, $8 if you get your beard or mustache trimmed up. Oh, it's actually really not that awfully priced. It's not that expensive. I think we pay that much for my son's haircut at, you know, 
great clips or whatever, so. They waited for months and months and months. Like everybody thought he was a little girl. They were going places with him because they just knew they were gonna open this barber up because they didn't know they could have kids. Then they finally got him, then the pandemic hit. And they just wanted to take their, you know, they've been doing this vlog forever. They wanted their kid's first haircut to be at Disney. So um, they asked, but they will not do it unless it's your first haircut. So they did show on their vlog the certificate and the hat that you get, or the Mickey ears that you get and everything. And they apologized to them and told them they were sorry. But I felt like they did a really good job making that a magical experience anyway. So yeah. regardless. But yeah, I think it's really reasonable. So if you have a, um, I don't know if you want to take a little girl to the barber, but if you want to take your son there and take your daughter to the Bippity Boppity Boutique, it definitely would be cheaper to go to the barber than the Bippity Boppity. But right, most most certainly. Well, something else that's been closed for a long time but is not set to reopen any time that we know of is the Walt Disney Railroad. Uh, it's been closed since December of 2018. In four months. It will be four years. So basically almost four years anyway. This ride that reminds us all of Walt because of his love for trains has been still for way too long. Um, we know we're waiting for Tron, but you would think that Disney would be working harder to reopen this and get something fun that takes you around the park just to be there. Um, it's a ride for all ages. It gives you an opportunity to see the park from another perspective. It's just an all-around fun thing to do. And as I said earlier, Tron probably won't open until at least summer 2023. So Disney, give us back the train. Come on. There's got to be a way to get the train ready for guests to smile again. So if you're listening, we really, really want the train back. Please bring back the Walt Disney World Railroad. Walt loved to ride the train, and we know everyone would like the opportunity to ride it too. We need to get the noodle people on it. I know. No kidding. I'm surprised it hasn't been a bigger deal. I mean, honestly, like my son is obsessed with trains right now. He loves to ride the train at the zoo. I mean, he was, he felt like at our local amusement park is Kings Island and he loved it. There's a train that takes you from the water park to the regular park. And he had such a blast. Also, my husband is because we took him to Kings Island and he loved it so much. I think he's more on board with Disney happening sooner than originally he thought. So yay. 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 Cause he was just like, okay, he really would have fun at Disney, wouldn't he? <laughs> he was loving it. I was like, there's even more rides there he can ride. True. It is such a fun, it's so fun to see like a really little kiddo just enjoying the heck out of themselves. Yeah, and with a fun pool and all that, because he was loving the water rides. He was just fearless. Like, I was just like, I can't even imagine him on more, like, in, with the bigger water slides and everything like that, because he was, he went on, like, the biggest water slide that like, they would let, like, he could for his size. And we're on this little ride, and he, like, or we're walking up the stairs for this, like, splash pad area. It looks like a pirate ship, and the lifeguard, like, you walk your kid up, and then the lifeguard will let him go down whatever slide and make sure they sit on their bottom. And I was like, can he do any of these? She's like, oh yeah, he can do whichever one he wants. And he pointed to her and let her set him down and everything. And he went on the biggest water slide they had, like the tube enclosed slide. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, so I go running down to the end to catch him. And 
he turned all the way around and came out face first. And so the space was so big inside for him that he was, I mean, it was safe. And he went sliding out before I could really even grab him. His face went under the water and everything, but he popped up and just started laughing. And he was, and then he saw the bigger one in the distance and was, oh, and I'm like, no, that's not for you. That's for big kids. (laughs) But he was not scared at all. He wanted to go again. And in art, we have a pool at home. So he's always like, he's practicing putting his face in the water. Like he shuts his mouth and he doesn't suck the air. And the first time he went under, I was absolutely terrified. And he just popped back up and took a breath and was like, what's up like good you don't want to be afraid no it scares me more than anybody else just because you know that's your it's only two yeah because every time dennis takes out him out there i'm always just like um yeah he's out there trying to drown my baby um <laughs> he's always you're like going, watching out the window i know he's always like going under and he wants to he goes off the diving board oh my baby will go off the diving board with his with his life jacket or his puddle jumper on with somebody there to catch him, he will call, he will go off the diving board. It's terrifying, but he loves Ugh. it. So when we get to Disney, we'll see what he can do. Maybe you should take a video of, you see this cute child, Disney? He wants to ride he the train. He wants to ride the train. Yeah. He's just got this little sad train at the zoo. He wants to ride the big Walt Disney World Railroad Company train. Come on, get the, get the good one going. Yeah, Joey loved trains, and I know he's 22, but he still loves trains to some extent. He was telling us that he found out where... Thomas the train was started and when he goes to England he's gonna go to the place where it all began oh that's cool Aww. so I thought that was cool. I didn't know that show was from England for the longest time like because I guess because I kind of missed it having a girl and like the time it came out and everything I it wasn't something that Abby ever got into and then all of a sudden I saw it on TV I was like they're British. Like, <laughs> I'd always seen all this stuff, like in the stores that I'd seen little I never watched. I never realized that. Oh, we have thousands of dollars worth of trains downstairs in boxes. Oh, boy. It's awful. But maybe Dan, someday he'll have a little boy that will want to play with him. <laughs> all right. So the newest trailer for Andor dropped on Monday, August 1st. Um, this show will star Diego Luna as Cassian, the title character who we previously previously saw in Rogue One. This show will tell us a little bit about what he was up to before meeting Jin Erso and K2SO. Um, while the epic trailer left us Star Wars fans wanting more, many noticed the not-so-subtle change in release date for this highly anticipated upcoming series. So, previously announced to begin streaming on August 31st, this show was pushed out for a full month. So it was rescheduled to begin streaming on, on September 21st. To throw us a metaphorical bone, they will be releasing not one, not two, but the first three episodes on September 21st. I don't know about you guys, but I cannot recall a time when Disney released three episodes at once for any of their shows. This feels like new to me. So mm-hmm. then will they be weekly from then on? Yes. Yep. That's good news. It's almost like they knew we would be upset, so they're just dumping everything you take it all. Like, wait, take it all. Don't quit on us yet. They want you to binge watch it. I guess so. That's funny. So if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you know that my favorite movie, at least childhood, I, I have too many Disney favorites, so it would be hard to say this is my absolute favorite of all time, I guess. But Beauty and the Beast is definitely up there. And I was overjoyed to find out that at Hollywood Studios, the Beauty and the Beast show is now going to have its an entire cast back. 
If you heard about when we went to see the Beauty and the Beast show in December, you may remember my son talking about the awkwardly social distance cast members um, because he was quite disturbed with the fact where at the end when Belle is supposed to be laying on the Beast and confessing her love for him and crying and then he comes back to life. Well, she was across the stage at least six feet away. And and really, we have pictures and it looks more than six feet away from the beast. She was crying. She told him she loved him. And all of a sudden he was alive again, way far away. So it was kind of crazy. But as of August 1st on Monday, the entire cast of Beauty and the Beast is back performing. They are no longer social distance. Um, And I'm happy for the characters because I know that uh, this time, especially a lot of the, when we were there this past weekend, they talked a lot about being furloughed. A lot of the wait staff that we had that were cast members were telling us, well, I was furloughed for this long and this is what I was doing and this is what I was doing. So I'm happy to be able to see this show again in October when Belle and Beast can once again dance together and hold hands. It'll be nice to just not see the awkward, it wasn't even a kiss. It just was the craziest thing ever. Oh, it was like an air hug. Like, what are you doing? Just totally rewrite the story if you're going to do that. Like, this is... You're confusing children. They don't know what's going on. Yeah. Okay, so over in Disneyland, it's getting closer to Disneyland's birthday. And so they're going to celebrate the cast members for all of their hard work. Cast Member Appreciation Week honors all of the hardworking Disneyland Resort cast members. And they get some free food. They have some after hours parties. What a perk there. There are attraction experiences, social or special photo ops and more. One of the most unique celebrations recently happening um, involved cast members and rubber duckies. The annual rubber duck race is a fun event that allows cast members to show off their creativity while also supporting a good cause. This event has been going on since uh, 2008. And uh, with the event, each member gets like a rubber duck and they are supposed to design it any way that they like, and then they have a rubber duck race. The cast members go all out bedazzling, painting, um, and anything and everything to be the most creative. All the money raised has gone to wonderful organizations like Toys for Tots, Make-A-Wish, and this year's organization is the Goodwill Orange Charity. That's really cool. If you haven't ever seen it, I would look, because the duck's how creative they were was really cool for me. I like that they honor them with, with all that all that extra goodness. Well, believe it or not, the crowds have actually been down this summer in Disney World. But on Sunday, July 31st, Epcot saw a huge influx of guests visiting their park. Over in the World Showcase, they packed it in as they walked around from country to country to see what the Epcot Food and Wine Festival had to offer. In the back near China, guests were piled in from wall to wall. The crowd levels were certainly higher than normal, but we do want to mention it was a Sunday, so many locals may have also been visiting. Um, Guests were there to enjoy all the wonderful food and wine booths, to ride Remy's and Guardians of the Galaxy, and to see Tiffany at the Eat to the Beat concert series. I know that all of us are so looking forward to enjoying things like this when we go to Homecoming in October. I am so excited to go to Epcot without my children. I know, <laughs> except for I'm not excited for crowds like that. And that, like, they need to do a better job. I don't know how they say that we are limiting capacity when it looks like it looked. Well, when we're there, Ray Parker Jr. and Billy Ocean are there. Just thought you want to know. Oh, 
Do you know who either of those are? (laughs) No. I think I know who Billy Ocean is. Ray Parker Jr. sings Ghostbusters. Oh, Oh, nice. I do like that song. (laughs) I was sad because I was like, really? Tiffany's there this week? Could we have somebody like that when we're there? But I know some people are super excited about Ray Parker Jr. I think that maybe that's why the crowds were so high. And by the way, if you are looking to plan an October trip, you need to get on it. Somebody just asked me today for an October trip and I was like, oh yeah, there's nothing that entire week that you want to go. Like there's not, it was middle of October, not even at the end, not a single resort was available. So we had to switch the dates around and find her some stuff. But even like the most um, that I could find was less than half the resorts. And that was, I went through like every single day and I'm like, okay, well, there are some of these that are just booked for the entire month of October, sorry. Yet all of October is completely green when you're trying to make your park reservation. Mm-hmm. Let's think about that. But not everybody is smart about making their park reservations. Maybe. So. But still, it's not even yellow. <laughs> I know. It's completely green. Like, all parks are available for anybody to make a reservation. Don't jinx us, Brandy. We've got to keep the crowds <laughs> down. That's right. <laughs> Brandy's going at the beginning of October. We're going at the end. Well, well, maybe, maybe it's because they're doing things like Mickey did. <laughs> I recommend it. No park trip. I mean, I'm not saying don't ever go to the parks, but you just don't realize how much fun there is to be had. Just, we had fun in the pool yesterday. They played a crazy game, but I want to give away because I got to do my trip report still. I just sent somebody a, um, the monorail pup crawl. I was like, here, this is how you do the monorail pup crawl. You yeah. don't have to. You don't have to drink around the world, Epcot. You can do it right here without a park ticket. I don't know. I think there's so many more offerings now at Disney Springs too. Like I have got to get my hands on that Dole Whip cart place with the Dole Whip sampler. Oh, the, uh, the pictures flight? of that. Yeah, the, yeah, the Dole Whip flight or whatever. I've got yes. to get my hands on that. Mm-hmm. For sure. I am. I'm very excited about that. I will tell you, Miranda, but we finally. Went to Gideon's and got the cookie that you were recommending for me to have for how long? Two years? I don't know. Something like that. Oh my gosh. But I have to tell you, I also got the cookie of the month, which was better than the cookie that you recommended. However, we have them refrigerated now because we made a deal that we weren't going to eat all them. We're going to let people sample them that are friends that are going to Disney so that we don't have the calories. But I have to tell you, that cookie is amazing refrigerated. Yeah. Today it was better refrigerated than it was when I got it straight from them at the place. But if July is over and I'm hoping they do what they did for June, June, they hung on to the cookie. They're going to have the banana, um, the banana bread, banana chip, chocolate chip cookie is staying on at least for now. I want them to keep that orange cookie. This cookie is orange pecan chocolate chip. Oh my gosh. I texted Stephanie because I got the orange cold brew. It was amazing. And I would have never put those flavors together. Never. It was so good. And then they had the cake and I was like, and I bought this cake too. Now I have all of it left. I seriously have only, because Stephanie's like, I would have eaten more than a fourth of that cake. Oh yeah. I was like, okay, I'm only eating a fourth of it. And then Kaylee said, I'm just gonna have a bite. And then she took another one today. And I'm like, I told you. It is amazing. We go to Gideon's at the beginning of the trip. 
we stock up on cookies, we're gonna go back to the hotel, put it in the fridge, and then that's our breakfast every morning. We just nibble away at the cookies. That's a good they idea. They last forever. That's what I was doing. I wasn't telling anybody else that I was eating cookies for breakfast because I didn't want to give them cookies for breakfast. But I was totally, I'm like, I'm already up and I'm up past, uh, I'm up before all y'all. So I'm going to have a little bit of breakfast cookie. That's what I was telling. I'm so sad, but I also found out that while I was there, there was a surprise cookie flavor that I didn't know about until I came home and watched the vlog today. And it was Rocky Road and I saw it, but then she rated them like the Olympics. She did gold, silver and bronze. And she gave the gold to the orange cookie and the silver to the banana bread cookie and the bronze to the Rocky Road. So I was glad that I went with my choices. I brought the banana bread home for Kaylee. She said it was amazing. I did not partake, but I knew she'd be happy. So, but yeah, she's like, we are definitely bringing this to our dinner and share with our friends because we are not eating all these cookies. <sighs> but I had to share with you and Miranda, I finally got it. Yay! I just want to make sure I get the pistachio toffee because we came and there's nothing against your chocolate chip cookies, but that's not what we ordered. <laughs> that's awesome. But the people in front of us were originally from St. Louis, but they live in Florida. They were trying to get us to get peanut butter cookies. Mm. And I said, I love me some peanut butter, but I have to get this cookie and this cookie for sure. <laughs> and he's like, okay. If they ever come back with the eternal flame, that one's spicy, but it's so good. So good. Really? I'm going to try to make that orange brew, though. It's mocha coffee, a little bit of orange flavoring with oat milk, and see if I can make something similar. It was like the best chocolate milk you ever had in your life. And Brad's like, you're done. And it wasn't even like 10 minutes. And I was like, yes, I'm so sorry. Chugged it. The peanut butter cold brew was really good, too. Just can't imagine that peanut butter cold brew, like coffee. It doesn't taste like coffee. It just tastes like peanut butter. They wanted me to get it um, because I love Reese's peanut butter cups and my family puts peanut butter in their smoothies. And I'm like, I just don't think of peanut butter for a smoothie. Oh, I do that. Do you? I'm Well, I make like, like if I do like, I have chocolate pe uh, protein powder and I will put, I buy the powdered peanut butter, PB2. That's what Kaylee has too. And I do that just because it, it doesn't make as much of a mess in your blender. That's why I like it with ice and um, a banana and almond milk. But I didn't know they made that chocolate protein powder. I'm looking for that now. Oh, yeah. I ordered mine from Amazon. Well, because Kaylee gets vanilla, but I didn't know they had chocolate as well. So mm -hmm. I should get that. All right. If you are a Blizzard Beach fan, listen closely. Blizzard Beach is one of the more, more popular of the two Disney World water parks, with good reason. I definitely recommend Blizzard Beach over Typhoon Lagoon. Um, but Disney has filed multiple permits for Blizzard Beach, so it appears it will be closed for much longer than the normal refurbishment. Three permits have been filed for the Meltaway Bay, a gentle wave pool that takes up a full acre of space at the theme park. A con the contractor, Page Piping, seems to be replacing or refurbishing the water pipes that help fill that large pool. Although many of the permits that Disney officials have filed for Blizzard Beach are not flashy, it certainly seems that the guests will be returning to a park that has been updated quite literally from the ground up whenever a reopening date is coming. So Miranda, you've been? When I was very, very little, but it was so much fun. Like there was so much for me to do even as a little person. Like they had these little ice glaciers. This is what I remember. You had these little ice glaciers and you had a rope above you and you had to hold onto the rope and hop, you know, onto the, all the ice glaciers. It's so fun. It's so much fun. That looked like fun. Yeah, I've never been to any of the water parks. Me either. I need to change that. Yes, <sighs> we do. 
there's so many things we need to change. We need to go to Disneyland. Although I did feel better when our competitive, one of our competing podcasts, uh, who has been doing it for almost 15 years, had never been to Disneyland and just went this year. So I feel pretty good. I've, (laughs) I got a lot more years to go if I have until then. Right. So this is crazy. And I know we don't talk about food as much anymore because we did get some comments from people that the food wasn't as important to them, especially the stuff that was limited because a lot of people couldn't go quick enough to get it. And then all we were doing was getting people's mouths watering. That's why I told you about the cookie. Pistachio toffee all the time is there. So I'm giving you Miranda's recommendation and I totally back her up. Put it in the refrigerator. It's even better. We love Chicken Guy. Have you guys all been to Chicken Guy at Disney love Springs? Love Chicken Guy. So this is amazing to us. They never have enough room for everybody in there. You know that, Miranda. There might have been room for seating, maybe 25 people, if that. They did have outdoor seating, but if it's raining, that becomes a problem too. Well, unfortunately for Planet Hollywood, their store closed because they weren't uh, generating enough business. But the good news is Chicken Guy bought that space. So they enlarged the Chicken Guy restaurant and they added bathrooms also, which may not seem like a big deal, but when you need to go to the bathroom, sometimes it's hard to find one and they're right there now. So uh, Brad and I actually, I took mine back to the room, but he ate his there. It's much roomier now that they have the more space. And so if you are a Chicken Guy lover, I strongly suggest you go try with the bigger environment. And if you've never been there, I also strongly suggest that you go there It's uh, owned by Guy Fieri from Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. He has a special marinade and breadcrumb uh, seasoning that he puts on his chicken. Like he brines the chicken beforehand or something, and then he dips in his special seasoning and fries it up, and it's really good. And they do have grilled now too, I noticed. And when we first went there, when it first opened like three years ago, it did not have grilled. So now they have grilled as well. What I wish they would have is a grilled regular grilled or fried regular chicken salad because I was thinking about getting a, chal- a salad that day but they had a southwest salad which wasn't my stomach wasn't acting right so I didn't think that was a good idea and they had a caesar salad and I was really wanting a regular salad so hopefully that will come eventually we didn't go there because of the line and the, no place to sit so that's nice here's a tip for you when, when you go um set up your online ordering thing before you go because I was trying to do it in the line because the line looked pretty long, but then it moved really fast and we got in there before I got everything set up. But now I'm all set up for our next trip. You can online order it and then just walk in the door and get your food. Like mobile order? Yes, they have mobile ordering. It's, um, I think it's fairly new based on me filling out the form and everything. Where it's like, why are you putting all that stuff in? I'm like, that's what you have to do when you do online ordering. It's not like mobile ordering in the parks. It's not the Disney mobile ordering. It's their own app. That's what I'm saying. You might want to Google before you go on your next trip how you do that. So it's already um, an app on your phone and you're ready to go. Okay. That's me. Because I love mobile ordering. So Yes. It's very, very addictive. Great. So if you're going to be visiting Disney World the next two weeks, uh, hope you have park reservations because Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios are completely booked for two weeks out. Now, if you are hearing this and going oh no it doesn't mean that you can't get to those parks it just means your only option is to park hop that means you can't rope drop either of the two most popular parks at this point you instead are going to have to make a park reservation for um epcot or for animal kingdom and wait until two o'clock and then head on over to the other parks This week, Disney was asked yet again if they thought that the reservation system was something that would go away. I mean, honestly, 
at this point, so many people keep asking that question, you would think they would kind of get the hint, you know, if we're over here like, is it going to go away? Is, is there any possibility this thing's going to go away? Um, but they're not getting the hint because they indicated that it is here to stay. Disney is doing well financially without the parks being at capacity, which um, I don't think that they are <laughs> not filling them to capacity. Like if capacity is 100%, I feel like they're at like 98% and saying, oh, that's too many people. <laughs> we'll go ahead and stop it there because it seems like it's Super Bowl. Um, anyways, they love knowing how many people are at the park. They love knowing how much staff they need to run the parks. It totally makes sense. I do get that. Now that they know that they can make it without being at capacity and by knowing exactly how many cast members are needed, Disney is saying they just want to stay two steps ahead and they don't really want to ever go back to how it was before. Although guests would prefer <laughs> that they did. The spontaneity. It worked just fine before. I get it. They enjoy knowing how many people are at the parks so that they can control how many cast members they have working, but they made it work before. Why can't they just keep making it work? Exactly. Well, and frankly, here's my point of all that I hear about, like not being able to find people when you need them and, and things like that, that I've heard people say, are you really making sure you have enough staff there for all those people? Are you? That was one concern too, was when we were on the boat, remember how there's always one person driving the boat and then one person like greeting and bringing people on and off the boat? We were on a boat and it wasn't like that. Now, I, I mean, it could have been just a case of someone being sick, but I kind of feel like they're trying to write, run the boats with just a one person job now. And it, the girl was younger and I felt like it was stressing her out a little bit. And it would me too, because she had to say, don't get off the boat yet. She had to go open up the gate and tell them to stay there until we came out. And it just, I feel like it was a little added stress where I feel like we were safer the other way. It was like that when we were there in October at Grand Floridian. They had really? the same thing. It was just one guy. And that was in October of 2021. It, it was always two. The one person was yeah. the driver. And mm -hmm. then the one person was making sure you were doing everything correctly. Again, safety. And it makes me think that something... Just with the whole accident, and I know it's been a lot of years away with that child and his mom and dad were there with him the whole time it was going on, but that just scares me around the lakes. I would think anything with a body of water, you need the extra safety person. Yep. Just me. I agree. I agree, Vicki. It adds to the ambiance too, because usually the other person kind of takes on like entertaining people in addition to like watching over the crowd. Like I took a smaller boat from our very first trip. That's why it's kind of fuzzy 2018. So four years ago, um, but we took the boat from, we were all-star music and we got on to go to the Yachtsman for dinner over at, um, you know, the Yacht Club. <laughs> and, um, we took the boat and like the whole time, like one guy was driving, the other guy was kind of taking care of things. And he sat up there and did like Disney trivia and told us fun facts and and all kinds of stuff. So I just feel like if you just have someone driving this to devote all their attention to running the boat, like you're just kind of chilling, which is fine sometimes, too. But it's also that's just like the extra Disney magic that you want, like that extra touch. Exactly. Exactly. OK, well, let's. um bringing in with another sweet story about Disney magic that actually makes us remember all that stuff. I um, have to share this with you. 
Recently, Captain Jack Sparrow surprised a Disneyland Paris guest that had recently gone blind. The guest shared that their father was in a car accident a few years ago that left him blind. He uses a cane as his primary aid while walking and particularly while traveling. As we were making our way around Adventureland, we met Captain Jack Sparrow as he was walking. The guest shared, As my father had his cane out in front of him, Jack took a jump back as he exclaimed, What a mighty sword! You nearly had my toes, mate! The laugh that came from my father was completely heartwarming, as was our first vacation since my father became blind, and he was quite apprehensive about how he would manage in the theme park. It melted his shell, and he was laughing, recalling it at dinner that night. So this interaction, the guest said, made their father's trip. Thank you, kind friend of Jack and of Captain Jack Sparrow, for making my father's trip. So these stories are why we love Disney and why we want others to have these same type of memories. That's just awesome. I love, I love it when things like that happen. That and you get to hear about it. That just absolutely, you know, make your day. It's like a, such a small thing for somebody to do. Exactly. You don't realize how much that makes somebody's day when something like that happens. Right. So cool. Feel good story. Mm-hmm. For sure. And that's why we love this. Mm-hmm. So one more rumor for us before we sign off. Disney has given the green light for a sequel to Inside Out from 2015. The report indicates that every voice actor from the original film will return for the sequel. So this cast includes Amy Poehler, Joy, Phyllis Smith, Sadness, Mindy Cowling, Disgust, Bill Hader, Fear, Louis Black, Anger, Ty Burrell, Sher- Sherlock Boredom, Adam Katz, Dr. Tranquility, Eric Idle, Trust, Tony Hale, Pride, Kristen Wiig, Lust, Allison Brie, Laughter, Jonah Hill, Surprise, AJ Styles, Joy's Cousin, Rowan Atkins, Crazy, Chris Pratt, Courage, Jen Wilson, Kindness, Will Arnett, Hex, Nicolas Cage will give Brain a voice, and Jim Carrey will voice Vladek. Um, it's described as a second installment where Riley is now in her teenage years. She's 15, plunging into hormonal chaos of puberty. Adolescence is known as the time your emotions go haywire, and so expect pure havoc, drama, moments of betrayal, and every bit of hormonal change that a teenage kid goes through in the sequel. Strap yourselves for a roller coaster ride of a lifetime. The prequel for Buzz Lightyear's life didn't go so well. What do we think about the sequel to Inside Out? I mean, that sounds cute. Like I'd, I'd watch it. Just thinking, I love Inside Out. I don't. I don't know. I know a lot of people were um, like had there was controversy about turning red, and they were like, "Oh, too much." So now that she's an adolescent, is it going to go too much as well? Or I don't know. That's what exactly what I was going to talk about, Stephanie. I know you said you let your kids watch it, but you weren't the one on social media ripping the movie apart. There were people that just put their kid in front of the movie and walked away, and then their kids were asking them questions, and they were upset. Um, this one's letting you know up front that this is what this is about. And I think this could be a good way for parents to have that open conversation with their kids, maybe. Right. I was surprised, because that was seven years ago. That seems crazy. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's funny they're going to give her brain a voice now. Some of these characters I don't think were on here. The one that I will miss is, and I wish he could make a return appearance, is, um, oh, what's his name? The little purple guy that was her friend. Oh, oh. Bing Bong. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, could they do a flashback and let Bing Bong be part of this movie? Because I loved that character. Well, the one that got me thinking, like, mm, could this be, like, there's, there's a character called Lust. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know, or I was like, 
Farewell, foolish mortals. Fill the spire. Have a magical day, my friends.